You're listening to the Geriatric Mamas Podcast with Jessica Raziri and Sonia Tapley. <laughs> Hello. Hi. 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 <laughs> um, welcome, Geriatric Mamas. We have a really special episode today. We are joined by a childhood blast from the past. I, I feel like I'm like staring at a ghost right now. A good friendly ghost. Right. Like I, yeah. um, I have my dear friend, Alyssa, and she's still in my phone as Alyssa DiPietro. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I know. Not- I texted her and her was. <laughs> Her name was still Jessica Golding, so I'm like, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's been that long. Yes, yeah, same number from high school. So um, she's now Alyssa Graham, um, but she is our. Uh, we're on our second hope episode, so mm-hmm. she's going to be sharing her journey with us today. But before we do that, um, Alyssa, not to put you on the spot, I know I didn't um, prep you for this. <laughs> Uh, Do you want to um, introduce yourself, kind of say what you do for occupation and just give us a little quick pitch about yourself? (laughs) Yeah. All right. So my name is Alyssa. I live in Portland um, with my husband, Brian, and our baby, Oscar, who's six months old. And so I normally teach first and second grade in SACO, and I'm taking a year leave of absence this year so I can stay home with him because with my like how much I get paid for school and then how much daycare is. It really doesn't make sense um, for me to go back to work this year. And plus the first year is just so amazing and I don't want to miss it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I do that right now, but I'm, I'm staying home and mm-hmm. I'm actually a marketing assistant and instructor, fitness instructor at a place called baby booty in Portland. And it's like a, that's you bring yeah. your baby to work out. It's a social community. I can talk more about that yeah. later, but um, that's been a god. I heard for me, about so. that place when I was pregnant with Annabelle, and I was totally gonna go right after having her. But I was like mm-hmm. living over, like basically an hour away, and I was just like, no, I guess I'm just gonna, you know, keep all this postpartum weight on, and I am not gonna drive an hour to Portland every day or every other day for this class. But it looks so cute with all the babies it's and the so carriers. Fun. You like. You literally I can work understand. out with your baby in your care. I think I was telling Jessica about this and I was like trying to do it you at were. home. Yeah, I was yeah. trying to do it at home. So I'd have Annabelle in my carrier and sometimes I would be yep. doing straight hit workouts. Like yeah. hit workouts. Wow. Just like, but you know, then I was so, like, mm, I'm not this but person. But literally though, Sonia, but Sonia, like, I, okay, I'm sorry. I'm like so confused because Alyssa, literally, like you are a superhero yes, in my eyes yes, because me. you literally had your baby. And then mm-hmm. I feel like it was like not even like a couple weeks later, I see you in this class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I literally had like enormous Michelin man legs. Like I couldn't move. <laughs> yes. Like Same I don't, here. I couldn't. It was a struggle to like stand up and go to the bathroom. I couldn't mm-hmm. imagine like doing all that stuff. I'm like, how is she doing all of this? Like, I, I was don't understand. The same thing because we're also <laughs> friends on Facebook, and I was watching yeah. this too. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I was just like, like postpartum. Mm-hmm. Wow, yep. good for you. Did it help you um, shed? Because shed a lot of like the water weight and the excess yeah. and stuff from moving around. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. I'm sure I tried walking, but it was just, it was just not 
cute. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that. We are basically both sedentary with our Michelin man legs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, it was bad. Like you would like press down into mm-hmm. my leg and it would just stay there. Oh. Like you would see like an imprint would just stay there. Wow. <laughs> like is it ever coming back? <laughs> It was so bad. Yeah, it was literally like I had like just one solid leg from like my thigh down to my ankle. Like there was no like, there was Mm -hmm. no knee, there was no ankle, like there was nothing. It was just like, (laughs) oh man. (laughs) Here we are. We're just like hauling around two large tree trunks and it was just like, yeah. I love it. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Well, just to kind of like share with everybody, um, Listen, I go way back, like elementary school, mm-hmm. like we were babies. Yep. Um, we were really close, BFFs in the eighth grade, um, all through high school. We cheered together. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of really funny memories <laughs> that we were just bonding over before mm-hmm. we jumped into this. Yeah. Um, I actually, another memory that came <laughs> up was I remember one day in eighth grade, and I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't, wasn't really into like music at the time. So I wasn't really like up to date with like pop culture or anything yeah. like that. One day Alyssa comes into class and she's crying. Like she's <laughs> devastated. She's so upset. And I'm like, what's wrong? And she's like, Tupac died. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, who, who? I thought it was like a cat or something. And she's like, Tupac. And I was like, oh, who's Tupac? She's like, you know, the singer, the rapper. And I was like, do you know him personally? Like I was like so confused and she's just like, but she was really going through it. Like yeah. she had like a mourning period. Yeah. Um, and yeah, cause he was, he was all over your bedroom. Oh, I remember yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And I remember Aww. I was trying to act cool. I was trying to act cool. Like, Oh yeah. Oh, I know. I'm so sad oh, yeah, too. Totally so sad. Totally forgot Which, about like, him. For the record, I like later in life learned to appreciate his music and now I am sad. So I understand. Right. But at the time mm-hmm. I was just like, this little loser child. I was like, oh, yeah, Tupac. Cool. Yeah, yeah I'm sad, too. Uh, so funny. So funny. Oh I remember you introducing yeah. me to Alyssa and a few other of your high school friends. We, you know, had fun hanging out. I think it was, like, a couple of times. We probably went to, mm-hmm. like, Oasis or, like, something, oh, like, one of the yeah. under-21 clubs oh, or, like, something God. where yes. we could just go yes. and drink, like, our Sprite. You know, yeah. or something oh, like yeah. that. Our, like, spray. Yeah. our spray. Our spray. Our spray. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was just spray. Friends. Like, yeah. I promise Doris Golding, yeah. if you're listening to this, it was just spray. Yeah. It and then Alyssa and I went to USM together for like a little while. And yeah. she kind of like introduced me to some of her friends and took me under her wing for like a, a few minutes until oh, I was like, I'm going to Hawaii. And I oh, left. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's when I left Did you cheer it? At USM too? Yeah, no. I did for no. two years. Oh, well, listen, I did. Sorry. Two years. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's not all about you, Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> really? But why? <laughs> my, mom, my mom says hi, by the way. Aww. I told her that you were coming on and she got all excited. She's oh like, my oh my gosh, I can't wait to hear that episode. Um, tell her I said Doris. hi. So. Tell her I said hi. Yes. <laughs> well, you're telling her now, okay. so hi, she'll Doris. be listening. <laughs> A shout out. <laughs> Um, well, so Alyssa, when you shared on Facebook, um, you opened up that you were going to be going down the path of IVF. Mm-hmm. I immediately screenshotted it and I sent it to, to Sonia and I was like, I know, I don't know if this would be weird. Like we're not, we don't really like talk much, but I just feel like I want to like reach out to her and mm-hmm. connect with her. Cause like 
we had just already gone through everything that we had been going through. And, and actually at the time, Sonia and I were, um, before I ended up getting pregnant, we were actually looking into, we were trying to start a podcast called Chasing Motherhood. Oh. And so it was going to be kind of the same thing, but it was going to be more focused on like fertility and mm -hmm. like our journeys and stuff. But then she got pregnant and then I got pregnant and we're like, well, we're not really chasing it anymore. Right. So you're in it's it. kind of awkward. <laughs> right. We, we kind of caught it. So now what? Yeah. Um, and then, you know, here we are. We're just, now we're geriatric mamas. <laughs> right. um, but yeah, so um, that's, you know, and then I reached out to you and I know it was kind of like a random pop up of like, hey, I'm here if you need mm -hmm. anything. But I just really like, you know, you opened up and I just felt I was just like, oh, it's Alyssa. Yeah. I'm just like, I know. I wanted to hug you it's too. It's going to be okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so with that, I mean, I don't want to take up too much of your time. We would absolutely love to hear your story. Yeah. So if you would like to take the floor Definitely. of how you became a geriatric mama. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I know that term is so funny. Um, yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, so funny. Um, well, I love the name of the podcast. It's great. Um, so I like, like Jessica had said earlier, I've always been like a big fan of music, going to concerts and, and find myself spending a lot of weekends doing that. And I was single um, in my mid thirties. And I was just like, you know, maybe I'll find my guy this way. And I went to a show um, one weekend in 2016. And I knew the band that was playing before the headliner. And then one of my friends was like, Oh, well, I know the headlining band I was like, Okay, great, let's go. So while we were at the show, I was like, Whoa, who is the saxophone player? <laughs> and I was just like, I was really just initially attracted to him. He had a great smile. He had an awesome stage presence. And I was just like, who is this? And then my friend was like, Oh, that's Brian. I was like, wait, you know him? And she's like, yeah, he went to USM with us. I'm like, shut up. And because I was like, I got my degree in psychology and my minor in education. And I was a cheerleader. Like, I sat on the opposite side of him in the cafeteria. Like, and USM was very much like that. Like, we had, like, the sports mm -hmm. side. And then we had, like, the arts and music side. So he went to school at USM for mu music. And um, so my friend knew him. And I was like, oh, my God. And so, but she was like, oh, I think he has a, a girlfriend. I was like, all right, of course, that makes sense. And I'm like, whatever. And so later on that night, my, fr my friend posted a bunch of pictures and videos from the show. And then she tagged Brian on Facebook. And I was like, <laughs> let me just, I was like, I'll just, add, I'll just add him on, as a friend. And we had tons of mutual friends. So I was like, it's not a weird thing to do, I guess. And so he accepted, but we never talked for like a whole year. And because I knew he had a girlfriend and I was like, I'm not going to reach out to him, you know, whatever. And right. so like a year later, um, I just kind of noticed him again, like following him on Instagram and stuff. And one time he posted something to a story and I responded to it. And then I like posted, like I went to, I hiked Mount Washington with some of my friends and I posted like a cool picture of me doing like a yoga pose at the top of the mountain. And, and it was like, <laughs> You're like, like look at this pose, Brian. <laughs> Like super motivational, and Brian like was Straight like Straight Eagle in your your profile photo. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I was like, I was definitely spreading my legs, but not that way. <laughs> Sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's fine. You're good. You're good. Um, so 
I posted like some motivational quote with it. And Brian was just like, wait, do girls like this exist? Because he was in a terrible relationship and they were like breaking up. And then like, I sent him a message. I was like, oh, I'm, I haven't seen their band play in a while. And I kind of followed them for a little bit. Like they were out of Brooklyn, New York. So they weren't really local, but they came to Portland that one time. So um, I sent him a message. And so I slid into his DMs and <laughs> I was like, so when are you guys playing in Portland again? And he told me like the lead singer was pregnant. And so they were taking a little hiatus. I was like, oh, bummer. And, and then he was just like, hey, I got to get in the car. I'm heading to Vermont right now. Um, He's like, do you want to continue this conversation in person sometime? I was like, yeah, definitely. So I like gave him my number right away. And then like we texted, we texted initially a couple of times and he's like, let's do lunch sometime. I was like, great. And then I hadn't heard from him. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to reach out. Like whatever, what's, what's the loss here? So I sent him a text like a week or so later and I was like, Hey, how about that lunch date? You know? And, um, he was like, Hey, I'm actually free tomorrow. Like, and so we went and met for lunch and he initially was like, so I don't really know what I'm doing here. Like right away. He's like, mm-hmm. I just got out of like a really bad relationship and I'm moving to California. I was like, Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was like, all right. And I had just dated some really crappy guys. So I was like, you know what? He's nice. Let's just go on a date. Like nothing happens. Maybe I can go to California and visit him. So I just had like a really positive attitude about the whole thing and just continue to hang out with him. And then we like took things really slowly and whatever. And then like he decided not to move to California because of me. And so it was just like a really sweet. Yeah, it ended up being really sweet. Like I met his family, instantly fell in love with them. Like they're just like, I'm, I'm very similar to his mom, which is kind of weird. Yeah, it was was like meant to be like Mm -hmm. my dog who doesn't like a lot of other dogs loves his parents dog loves him. So like, Mm -hmm. I was like, all right, this is good. So then three years later, we ended up getting married in the you know, height of COVID, um, on our same like first day anniversary. And Which, let's take a pause here because yeah. your photos, the ceremony, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh my God, is gorgeous, gorgeous. Thank like you. absolutely magical and beautiful. And like, Thank I don't know you. who your photographer was, but like, <laughs> amazing like breathtaking you look stunning you guys just look so happy like it's just beautiful like it's so pretty yes yeah no I we got really lucky because we ended up having like 17 people at our wedding and honestly I was like nervous to have a big wedding because we were going to have like a lot of his family there my family friends and I was like ooh, I don't know if I want all this attention on me you know (laughs) so I was like a little nervous but then COVID it just it worked out but it rained on our wedding Mm -hmm. day and so but we still got amazing pictures because our photographer was phenomenal and like the flowers, everything. So like, whatever, we got married. And then Mm -hmm. I was um, also finishing grad school sort of at that time, but I was like, all right, I'll get my IUD out. Like, and if it happens, it happens. Mm -hmm. And so then it wasn't happening. And I was like, okay. Like, and I was like, I know I'm like teaching at school. Things have been like stressful and how old you know, were you at this point? I think you said probably like, 37. I was 34 when I met him. So okay. I was like 37. Um, no, 36, maybe. I don't know. Around okay. that age. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. well, no, I was mm-hmm. 37 when we, we got married. So okay. yeah, I, was 30, mm-hmm. I was 37. Nothing was happening. And then um, so also another story. I don't have to tell the whole thing. But like Brian had testicular cancer when he was 18. And mm. so he had he like they got it really quick. So he didn't have to do chemo or any radiation or anything. Yeah. So he only has one testicle 
And mm-hmm. so I was like, you know what, maybe it's him and maybe we mm-hmm. need to go get fertility testing done. Mm-hmm. So I just, I honestly just assumed it was him, did not think it would be me. And so um, we went through all the process of all the fertility testing and then finally got referred to Boston IVF because Mm -hmm. they said that like, I didn't really have a lot of eggs and Mm -hmm. in my age. And so I was like, oh shit, like it's me. Like, (laughs) and then, so then we went to, we went to the Boston IVF, but which it was in Portland, which is really cool. Yeah. Who was um, the doctor you saw? Sorry. Dr. Lannon. Ah, he was our doctor too. Exactly. Yeah, for Annabelle. <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, he's hilarious. He was great. Yeah, um, great. So yeah, like they did genetic testing and then they got more testing done. And then so we had like an appointment with them to go over our results. Like it was like in August, but they ended up having an opening on Brian's birthday, June twenty third. So we we're like, all right, let's take it, you know? And then they're like, oh, well, you have a really low chance of IVF actually working. Um, you have the same chance of IVF and IUI working, which IUI isn't even a good deal or no, good chance. No, it's a waste there. Mm-hmm. of money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and a lot of times kept, it is. Yeah. He kept saying, oh, maybe you need an egg donor. And I was like, Ugh. And so I was just like, you know what? Like, not not wanting to hear this like I was frustrated and I was very upset I was crying afterwards and we were we also had just bought a house in Portland so we were like in the process of like closing on the house and getting ready to move and so I'm like you know what like let's just take a a break on this right now and and just see what happens maybe we get a second opinion you know like Mm -hmm. I have no idea what's going to happen and um but then like I was doing, so I was going to acupuncture weekly. Um, I was, um, I think I was taking some herbs that my acupuncturist recommended. I don't remember what they were, but just some herbs to help. And then he was taking something as well too, like mm-hmm. black maca or something. I don't know. Oh, I can't yeah. remember what it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. Good. I remembered something. We're, I'm like, mom brain. We like know all this stuff. We know a lot of it. We don't know all of it. We know a lot of it. <laughs> no, but we know a lot of it. And I'm a huge yeah. acupuncture fan. Yes. I'm a Who huge your like holistic. Um, I was seeing, um, she's not, she's not there anymore cause she has a, a kid, but I was going to Cape integrative health. I was seeing Sam Gendron and Cape Elizabeth and, and Amber Meyerowitz is like the owner. And I used to see her for years and still see her. Um, they're absolutely amazing there. So, um, yeah, so I was going to acupuncture like weekly and like they're constantly checking, like making sure my thyroid was all set. Cause I have thyroid problems as well. So yeah, anyways, I, I skipped over this part. So what, one other thing, my FSH was really high and it should be low to, mm-hmm. in order to get pregnant. So like my hormones were fucked and I was like, cool. And, but um, one day I went to my acupuncture appointment and I had been so busy moving and everything. I forgot that like my period was supposed to come and I, but I felt it, you know, I felt that like crampiness. I felt irritable. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Like it's probably going to be a little bit late didn't really mm-hmm. think about the day and we were moving. So, and then my acupuncturist was like, um, you should have gotten your period three days ago. I was like, oh yeah, you're right. And then I, she's like, I would go get a test on your way home. I was like, sure. So I like went to target, went to the grocery store and then like unloaded groceries. And then I started getting like nervous. I was like, oh my God, like could this actually be true. And mm-hmm. so I didn't tell Brian, I was I'm gonna take the test because I just didn't want to be disappointed like right. more than once and I mean I would have told them anyways but just like in that moment I was just like yeah. let's just let's just see you know <laughs> and I took the test and it said pregnant I was like holy 
fuck like excuse my language but I could not believe it yeah. and I like run into Brian he's works from home I run into his office and I put it in front of his face and he like looked at it like it was a COVID test for a second and I was like, no 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 he's like what he's is like, that me. I was like I don't have COVID but I'm pregnant and he and we just like we're both crying it was just like the best moment ever and and he was just like oh my god did you buy more than one test like let's take another one let's make sure I was like yeah I did buy two so then I just chugged water and then I was like, mm-hmm. I don't think I can go pee right now. I don't want to mess it up. So like, I was like so <laughs> nervous. I couldn't even like prepare myself to go to the bathroom again. And then we did. And that, so we took two and it was like pregnant. I was like, oh my God. God. That's amazing. So, yeah. I just felt all choked up. Yeah. What a good, that's such an amazing feeling. Like, yeah. Oh, especially after like being beaten down and mm-hmm. made to feel like just, you're just, you know, this like old barren of a woman you know (laughs) right yeah he kept saying like you don't really have good odds you know he's like you're Mm -hmm. he basically didn't tell me I'm old but he's like your age and so um, many hormones (laughs) I know and and Brian Brian Mm -hmm. was like but it just takes like one egg and one sperm to get together he's like yeah so he's Mm -hmm. like Brian's like it could happen and Brian just is such a positive person like when he had cancer he just like knew he's like you know what like I knew it was all gone when they did all the surgeries. And he's like, mm-hmm. the day after our appointment, he was just like, I know that we're going to get pregnant somehow. But mm-hmm. like in my head, I was like, we're not. Like, I guess I'm going to be yeah. a dog mom for life and just have a bunch of dogs. <laughs> Nothing and wrong with like, that, by the way. No, right. not mom. at all. But, but I was but, the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So, so then tell me a little bit about um, how you started telling people because you went from – you went from telling everybody that you're going to be going down the journey of IVF mm-hmm. to not needing IVF. So like how, cause I remember when you were like, I'm pregnant. I was like, wait, there's no way she did IVF in that time. Right. Like no. so fast. Did she just get pregnant. Mm-hmm. So like yeah. talk to me about how, how all that <laughs> so transpired for you. We were so excited. Like we basically told like families and stuff like right away like when we saw them Mm -hmm. in person you know um because we just were so excited but we're like we know we're not supposed to share before you're 12 weeks long and Mm -hmm. all this stuff but we're just really excited but then I thought about it too I'm like I know there's all these rules about like sharing that you're pregnant honestly like if you just Mm -hmm. yeah if I'm if I'm sharing Mm -hmm. to somebody that I'm pregnant I'm gonna also be okay with sharing with them that something didn't work out you know right like and Mm -hmm. I'm okay with like Mm -hmm. that like and I think it's Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to talk about things like that as well Mm -hmm. and just I'm like I'm an open book so I'm like you know what like I'm excited and I I did I I shared with like uh, some close friends and my family and and we were just so excited so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and before we get to, because I know there's another part of your story, but before we get mm-hmm. to that, I want to stay on this high, happy, beautiful yeah. note. How did you come up with his name, the name Oscar? Well, we didn't find out the gender because as a child. Oh, that's I, right. Let's right. Not, let's not mm-hmm. go there yet. But, okay. Well, actually, right. you probably did come up with a name. You came up with names for both, we right? We did. We probably. did a name yeah. for okay. both. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. As a child, I always had was like, I kind of just want to be surprised. Like, I don't need a gender reveal. Mm-hmm. I don't need like to know right away. Like, I'm an easygoing person. And, and it was even more of a, an amazing surprise just knowing yeah. that it was so hard for me to become pregnant to just be like, you know what? Whatever. Right. Let's just do right. this. Um, yeah. And you know what? We had in, in one of our um, previous, the previous Hope episode that we did um, with Natalie, mm-hmm. she actually gave advice and said, yeah. Um, you know, if you do find out the gender, do not share it with everybody. Um, mm. because 
she was saying like her registry was just all these like it was all this girl clothes and it right. wasn't actually stuff that they needed. She didn't so get it's like if you much of what she needed at all. Right. Because- right. So it's like if you, yep. if you don't know yeah. the gender, then like people, you're going to people be like, oh, this is ridiculous. Why won't you just tell me the gender? I want to yeah. go shopping. Yeah. But oh, they're, yeah. they're forced, they're forced to like buy like, baby bags, the towels, mm-hmm. the bottles, yep. the, yeah. you the know, all the stuff, the diapers, the stuff that you for need. The yes. Yeah. Yes. So I'm sure yeah. your, your registry was actually fulfilled. Yeah. <laughs> Very Honestly, nicely almost for that everything reason. was bought. Yep. Everything almost mm-hmm. was bought. Oh my so gosh. Great. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So and now we're going to get into <laughs> a rocky road a little yeah. bit. Yeah. You want to kind of go into sure. that? <laughs> yeah, so um, I was a teacher, so I um, went back to school in the fall. Um, I was past the, like 12 weeks apart, I think, like pretty close to it anyway. So I shared um, with all of the school, um, just like the staff on like our opening day. Like I went up on the microphone. And I was like, I hate this, but I'm just going to do it anyways. And I just shared with everyone just so like everyone could just know at once rather than like being like, oh, oh, did you hear? Let's, I was like, whatever, let's all celebrate. <laughs> and they, they knew the journey I was going on. So it was tricky. But um, I am friends with like so many people we went to high school with and we're, I'm teaching in the same town from high school. I had like three kids in my class from our school, Jessica. Like, First of all, is that really? tricky? Yeah. Is it weird yeah. to see? Is it's it like, so oh my weird. God, you're a miniature this person, you're yeah. a miniature this person? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was yeah. always wondering so, how that totally felt. That's so yeah. cool. I won't share their names on the air, but I can, no, no. you know, yeah, yeah. whatever. It was just so, so crazy. So I was like, I'm friends with like all these people on Facebook. And I know if I announce it on Facebook, I'm going to have to just tell the parents anyways, and then mm-hmm. tell my class. Yeah. So I was like, I'm not going to wait and let the kids figure it out. Like I just, I, I actually did this little, um, like this like little mystery, like, um, like each letter was like a different, no, each number was a letter and the kids had to figure it out. And it said, Mrs. Graham is having a baby. And I had them like, I gave it to them all at once. And I was like, all right, don't say anything when you figure it out. And then like, then when they figured out, I'm like, raise your hand. And they were so excited. Like, oh, you're having a baby. So I told the kids at school and, and then I sent the parents an email. So they all knew and they were all excited for me. But then, uh, then I started getting questions. Well, when are you starting your maternity leave? I'm like, Oh, I don't know. So that was, that was another <laughs> challenge. Like, Let's on top just of stay that. up here. We right. don't need to talk about that yet. <laughs> I'm, I'm having a baby. That's all I care about. Leave me alone. And, right. Yeah. <laughs> With my kids knowing I was pregnant, one of my students who had some special needs got mad at me for something. And he actually punched me in the stomach while looking, looking in my eyes. Um, and at the end of September, he knew I was pregnant. So I was like, very like, oh my God, I, I don't know if I could teach the rest of this year. Like I need to leave as soon as I can. Like, this is really yeah. scary. It was so hard for me to get pregnant and it put a lot of stress on me. Right. So I, I did talk with my husband and we talked with HR and I, I had my last day of school on December 22nd and my due date was March 21st. So I was like, I'm leaving a little bit early because I want to make sure that last trimester I'm like taking care of myself, not stressed. Cause in December, well, November, I really started having like really swollen feet. And like mm-hmm. uh, in December I was like high blood pressure. And I was like, Ooh, is this like normal? But they're like, Oh, it could be your job. They weren't like super concerned. It wasn't like super high, but it was cuspy. And, um, so they were monitoring me pretty well um, throughout my pregnancy, and which was amazing. And but I was getting so many ultrasounds. Like most most of my friends that I knew were pregnant were like, "Oh, I got a couple ultrasounds here and there, mm-hmm. and that's it." But they were doing a lot every appointment. Like, and then do you want me to get into 
the day that I went in. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's All right. It. Let's go for okay, it. Let's just go for it. So <laughs> it was, I went to an ultrasound and checkup on Valentine's Day with my husband and my blood pressure that day was pretty high. Mm-hmm. And they didn't like try to, they weren't trying to scare me at all, but they're like, we're going to send you to labor and delivery for the day. Maybe you have to stay overnight to be monitored. They'll put you on blood pressure medicine, but I was 35 weeks at that time. Um, so they're like, you know, you might, I'm like, so does this mean I'm having my baby early? Like I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, you're probably not going to have it today, but we'll probably induce you at 37 weeks just because of, you know, they just want to make sure the baby's okay. And I'm okay. I'm like, okay. So we like went home, got a couple of things. I grabbed like a book and like we went and got coffee and breakfast and then we went to labor and delivery. And so then we get there, uh, my blood pressure shot up so high. It was like 200 over 119. So bad. And I had a horrible headache and I was just like feeling really bad. They put me on all this medicine, but then they told me like, if we can get your blood pressure down, you, you know, like my doctor told me this, you might be able to go home or maybe just spend the night. So I was like, Oh, my blood pressure went down. Things are good. Like I was like, we're probably going to go home tonight, you know? Right. And then <laughs> all of a sudden a doctor comes in and she like kneels down on the floor. I was like, this isn't good. What? <laughs> She's like, Never a so good sign. I, talked to a, I know. She's like, I talked to a high risk doctor and um, we're going to induce you today. I was like, wait, what? She's like, yeah, your blood pressure, just your case. Like you have severe preeclampsia. They tested me mm-hmm. and um, hypertension. And we want to make sure you, we induce you today. I was like, oh, okay. And they're like, we're going to have a NICU nurse come in and talk to you about that. And like, the, like everything was just happening so fast. And honestly, I was, I don't know how, but I was like still like calm and just like, okay, you know, like everyone's been so great and so nice. I was at main med. So then the NICU nurse came in. I was like, NICU? Like, wait, does that mean that I like, I didn't process that he was going right. to be in the NICU because right. any baby that's born under 36 weeks is automatically in the NICU. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. And so, I mean, they got my blood pressure down, but like they gave me magnesium. Magnesium is mm-hmm. to help if you have seizures during preeclampsia. Mm-hmm. And so the magnesium was horrible. Like mm-hmm. I I got really hot. I got like nauseous. I had another headache. I, I was just feeling uncomfortable. And then I was still waiting for a room because I was like in triage for a while. Like everybody decided that day, like they wanted to have a baby. And it was insane. So happened with me. Oh, <laughs> it's fine. They need to make a bigger hospital then. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Anyway, sorry to interrupt yeah, you. No, no worries. No worries. So yeah, it took a while to get into a room. And then like, just the whole like inducing process didn't happen as quick as I thought it was going to be because they were waiting for me to get into a better room for the delivery. And um, so I, I don't know if I told you this, but I wanted to do like, I hired like doulas. I wanted to have like an all natural birth. I wanted to do it without medicine. Like I just was like, I had all the, I was doing everything. I was doing pelvic floor, like therapy with a PT. I was just doing all the things, birth classes at birth roots. And I just wanted to do everything as, as natural as could be. And so they induced me. And so they're like, oh, we're going to have to, um, put a balloon in you because you're obviously like too early and not dilating. And they're mm-hmm. like, this is going to be uncomfortable. But honestly, I was like, this mm-hmm. isn't bad. I don't think they put it in me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause then like they checked it the next day and it was like, didn't do anything. So they took it out and did a different balloon. I was like, Oh my God. But that one still didn't bother me. And I was like shocked. I was like, I was preparing mm-hmm. myself for like something like horrible, but it was like, right. all right, this isn't bad. Mm-hmm. 
And so, but I was getting constantly getting checked on because like my thyroid, like they were taking blood. Like I had all these little track marks all over my hand. Like every Mm -hmm. hour they were like on top of me, taking my vitals, checking my breathing, checking my blood pressure, like all the things, which I felt great, you know, and all the nurses and staff were just absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden I, um, I, I remember like, I, you know, they had to break my water for me. So I just remember all of a sudden mm-hmm. getting like kind of tired and being like, whew, like, and I felt like, I was like, am I wheezing? Like, I can't tell. And then I like, didn't want to say anything. Cause I was like, I don't know. Like, I, I'm like, I don't know. I don't, I, I like felt like a little, like this isn't, doesn't seem like it's good, but I was also super mm-hmm. nasally pregnant. So I didn't know if it was just because I was like laying back in the bed a lot yeah. and I had no idea. So but then they were they were monitoring me very closely that they were listening to me breathe and they ordered a chest x-ray. And then that's when mm-hmm. they said, oh, you have a pulmonary edema, so a fluid on your lungs. What? And I was like, oh, what? And I was like, mm-hmm. okay. And they're like, yeah, so like what all that stuff that was on was just kind of making me sick. And, and mm-hmm. they, they were like, well, I know you wanted an all-natural birth, but like you are sick and the cure to this is – to have a baby and we're going to do it in emergency. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't even think they said emergency, mm-hmm. but a C-section. But it, but it kind of mm-hmm. is at that point. Yeah. They oh, just, it right. totally was. Now it's right. like, totally. let's get the baby out. So yep. it is an emergency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. But they were uh, absolutely amazing. So my doula was there at that point and she couldn't do anything. They can't go into the, the room with you with the C-section. And so everything right. happened so fast. Um, my mm-hmm. husband and I took a selfie at 7.07 and then Oscar was born at 7.36. Like, it was like, Absolutely. And Aww, I was just like, uh-huh. holy crap, I did it. We did it. We have a boy. Yeah. And I, it was amazing. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Oh, my gosh. So yeah. I because re- I remember um, you, <laughs> you posted these beautiful maternity photos and it was mm-hmm. the winter. Yes. And this bitch is wearing she's barefoot <laughs> in like in like this like skimpy dress in the snow she's laying in the snow and I, oh, I message yeah. her and I'm like how are you doing this she's like I honestly I was so hot that like it felt and, so oh, good really? it did. and I was always so hot and my feet it, were so yeah. swollen I was like this feels amazing and Brian's like, brought, I don't yeah. like this. Yeah. I don't like this yeah. at all I'm like I right. do yeah, it, it probably did, but it brought me back to being like, you know, when you were really like, because I, I was, I was in the middle of like a Texas summer when I was pregnant, oh. so the oh swelling and everything oh. was awful, and I'm like, yeah, probably a good snow, yeah, like bed would have been oh. amazing. Um, but really you're good. probably because of, you were you had preeclampsia. Did you know at that point that you had mm-hmm. preeclampsia when you were no? They had tested shoot? me for okay. it. They had tested me for it in December, and I didn't have any signs of it. So. Wow. They, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah they, it were, just happened you were really on fast. ice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It felt great. I was like, this pregnant is Alyssa on, on ice. ice. <laughs> and the Island. only time they had you do the magnesium, the only time they had you do magnesium was in the hospital. Yeah. So they didn't have you do it outside. Got it. No, because yeah. I didn't know I had preeclampsia until that day that I was in yeah. the labor and yeah. delivery. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Wow. So talk to me about, because you didn't know that it was yeah. going to be a boy, yeah. um, about that moment. So did the doctors know that it was a surprise for you guys yes. too? Yeah, and we, we, told, yeah. Okay. we told the doctors that we wanted Brian to be the one to tell me. So like it was, oh, yeah, that's it was so really sweet. special. Yeah. So Brian, like they take the baby out and they hand it to him or they, they actually, they hold, they hold him up first and, 
and then um brian was like it's a boy and i was like oh, my oh. God. and like i remember like crying but no tears were coming out because i was so yeah. jacked up <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was like i know i'm crying and i'm emotional but like nothing's coming out of my eyes yeah. You're like, I promise I'm not a sociopath. I know, I'm so <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So then I guess I just like how, cause like the whole idea of like not knowing, cause my parents, I, I think they, um, I was a surprise too. Like they didn't want to know if I was a boy or a girl and I was going to be Jesse if I was a boy or Jessica if oh. I was a girl, but mm-hmm. honestly I'm Jesse to the family regardless. So it didn't really yeah. matter. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but, um, like I wonder like how, so Cause for me, like I'm such a control freak. Like I wanted to know so I could figure out the nursery so I could yeah. figure mm-hmm. out everything. So like, did you just kind of do everything neutral and then add stuff after once he was there or like, how did you do the nursery and stuff? Well, so because like he came five weeks early, we have, we have a oh my God. house. You didn't yeah, have no. anything. <laughs> no. So, yeah. well, we had, I had all the things, but we didn't have like, um the nursery room ready because we were finishing a room in the basement so i'm actually in you his nursery you had five right weeks. now yeah <gasps> and we did a, we did a little costa rican theme and oh so, that's where we had our honeymoon so there's like pretty oh. neutral and i love it yeah so can, cute this is my favorite little thing though this little tree my oh my gosh those are sloths <laughs> yes oh that's sloths. adorable yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so but oh a my little gosh. costa rican theme it's um, so love it. That's so cute. Yeah. So I figured boy or girl, it's going to be fine, but it's yeah, finally it's done perfect. now. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So now talk to us about Oscar. Like tell yeah. us about your, like the few first few moments with him and like, yeah. how has it been being a mom? Oh my God. I absolutely love being a mom. A human um, mom. You've been a doggy right. mom for a while. Oh, You're yeah, still a doggy exactly. mom. <laughs> I'm a mom. Yes. <laughs> so, well, because I had him five weeks early, he had to stay in the NICU. And um, there was just one thing that was keeping him in the NICU. And it was, um, he didn't remember that he had to breathe when he was eating. Oh, and I was yeah, like, that that's same. Normal. I don't, I don't breathe either. So yeah, I'm like, <laughs> when I'm eating, I'm just like shoving it in You're like, my it's mouth. not a problem. Yeah. It's genetic. Yeah. I'm fine. like, that's normal. <laughs> like, I'm Italian. He'll never fine. grow out of that. So. No, yeah. <laughs> so unfortunately, when he was doing that in the NICU, he would turn blue because he would stop breathing and he would set off all these monitors and it was like I cried the first time I saw him do that and so he had to have five good days without that episode and Mm -hmm. he was only in the NICU for 11 days which honestly is not not very long like being that early yeah I met a lot of parents in the NICU that had horrible stories and honestly like I felt very blessed to be in the NICU as hard as it was Mm -hmm. in the moment but the just like I can't imagine just going home after two days of having a baby and be like, all right, go ahead. Like we had Figure nurses there yeah. helping us all the time, showing us different. Because yeah. I was I did breastfeeding, I had to get donors' milk at first, and like and then he latched great, and then my milk came in. Everything has been great with breastfeeding, so thank God. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like I recovered from my C-section really great, and I think it's because I was working out like a lot before I was doing physical therapy, mm-hmm. and then I did physical mm-hmm. therapy after. And, um, and then I just have that amazing community of baby booty to like go and be with yeah. other moms because I'm 40 now and <laughs> I have a baby. Can you believe we're 40? We no, all so joined the 40s like, club this year. We 12? I don't know. We were. Yeah. This is just so rude. Like and I did not. Sunflower sleepover party. For this. Oh my gosh. I was going to ask you if you remembered that. Oh, Sonny, yeah. did you know that we used to do that? So this was like no. back in. 
Was it middle school? It was Seventh middle grade, school. Sixth grade. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so young. we yeah. came up with it. We had um, our summer <laughs> sunflower sleepover parties. And like the, the sleepovers were just the whole themes were sunflowers. Yeah. We all wore sunflower so shirts. Cute. Yeah. And Do you then, remember like, the sunflower perfume that everybody was obsessed oh, with? Yes. Oh, yeah. Was it based God. on that? Or no. no, no, it was just no. our obsession I with sunflowers. Yeah, so sunflowers. Yeah, yeah, I and we that. would, yeah, my, my mom would make like a ton of food, and yeah. we would just like jump like, on your trampoline, this, oh, your jump mom's on this trampoline. Oh yeah, <laughs> you guys oh, yeah. were spoiled. Doris oh, yeah. can make a mean spread. She knows how to how to do mm-hmm. it yeah. when it comes to the food. So yeah, we. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, those sleepovers yeah. were so fun. We would try to do like seances on the trampoline. Oh my god, and then like we would like yes, and then one of us would like bounce, be like, what is that? Like I don't know. I'm pretty sure some of us were moving the little thing. I'm pretty well. sure I heard about the seances. I didn't yes. hear about the, oh, the party, like, but I heard about the seance. Light as a feather, <laughs> stiff as a board, like oh all this God. stuff. And Jessica yep. and I, when we first started hanging out, we were still like in our teens. So if we had a sleepover, like I remember a couple times you tried to do the light as a feather, stiff as a yes. board. Yes. And I we almost always peed my pants laughing like every time I couldn't keep a straight face. <laughs> Oh my it was so good because like we like I think like now and then was like one of our favorite movies oh my God. and mm-hmm. so like we like mm-hmm. copied yes. all the things oh yep. my god so mm-hmm. fun yeah. I'm like so grateful that like I was an 80s baby truly because oh, yeah, I definitely. feel like if I and I know it's just different and it's all perspective and maybe like mm-hmm today's generation would be like no I'm so glad I'm born when I was and that's like okay that's mm-hmm. great but right. like just looking back you know like not to like sound ancient but like <laughs> we didn't really have the internet you know no. we didn't have social media no. like we were literally out on our bikes just yep. biking around come mm-hmm. back when it's dark when you see like the street lights are on that's when yeah. you come home yeah like yep. and it wasn't it was just fun like yeah. it was yeah. just such mm-hmm. a good time I know um we would like go to the mall and just walk around yeah we would like do you remember I don't know if I used to do this with you or not I would do it with like whoever was all for it so because my brother is 14 years younger than me, yeah. um, I used to love taking him to the mall and we would like, dr- we would walk by with him in the stroller, like these <laughs> old people, like random, like old ladies. And I'd be like, God, like, I wish his father would step up oh once in a while my God. Out. and I would oh like try to pretend that I was like this like See, teen mom. You, you wanted to be a teen mom even back then. <laughs> yeah. So oh funny. My oh my gosh. So many, so many fun memories. I so can't many. even. I know. Like just thinking about like all like <laughs> did we were you were you with us when we broke into the honey house? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. You were the right because we were like, this is the initiation, and yeah. it's like it really wasn't. Yeah. But we like yeah. made people mm-hmm. think it was. Yeah. She tried to make there's, me yeah. think that too. I think you took yeah. me with one other person. I can't remember who yeah. the other person yeah. was. So there's this me. house. It's like this Victorian house. It's in Pine Point, right? Is it or is it OOB? It's Pine Point. It's like it's, it's not that far right? from my grandmother's yeah. house. It's like less than a. It's like less than a quarter mile. It's like right so, there next to my grandmother's house. I don't house. know if this is a true story <laughs> or not, but somebody or I might have made it up. And I, I used to do that. You used I used to, to make, to make up, up stories. Oh, I have my suspicions now. I feel yeah, like you I used did. to make up <laughs> stories. <laughs> but, but the thing is, is like they would be such good stories that I would I would convince myself. Oh yeah. And so yeah. honestly, to this day I don't know if I made this story up or if someone mm-hmm. told me this so like I don't know but mm-hmm. if anybody knows about this house please correct me but my story is that this house used to be like an old like 
like hospital or old like psych ward or something. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then it was just like, not and then it was like deserted and Mm -hmm. then and then it's like haunted and Mm -hmm. then anytime like construction workers or whatever go in to try to fix it up and revamp it like (laughs) weird shit happens like they can't make it up the stairs like their flashlight goes out or the candles (laughs) will go out or their radio Mm -hmm. stops and weird stuff and so we used to like tell the um like the new like freshman cheerleaders that like part of the initiation is you have to go up to the top floor you have to like break in we climb into the, the this friggin' house and like we t- we told them that there was like hospital beds in there and like all this weird stuff and you have to mm-hmm. go into the top and I don't even know what we were having them do yeah. but basically like we would go in there and then a car would drive by and we'd all freak out and we'd all literally jump out this window which is like the second floor and like practically break all our shit before oh we God. had to go cheer yeah. which is like not smart <laughs> nope. and then oh and then we'd like scream all the way home and like yeah. it was just so funny and stupid yeah yeah yeah. I think it was you and Kate (laughs) who tried to get me to go in one time and you guys were gonna come with me and we made it up maybe one step of the of like the deck outside oh yeah and then we ran back to the car we just got so creeped out yeah and like we like convinced ourselves that we heard children laughing oh yeah oh my god yeah yeah Yeah. the house is still there by the way I know you were just home in June but the house is still there and it's now like there's like a parking lot that people use to go down to the beach there Hmm. so I mean what what is the house though what are they using it for I don't think they're actually using it for anything. I still think it's basically abandoned. I haven't seen oh, anybody weird. work on it since back then. Maybe the story's true. Maybe. Maybe I didn't make this up. Maybe. <laughs> we should look into it. Oh, and it. the reason why, apparently the reason why it's called the honey house mm-hmm. is because teenagers would break in there and have sex. And oh. so they called it the honey house. Oh. That's where the teenagers I don't think I made this made. up. That's what I don't think I mean. I feel like so, I think somebody told me they might have made it up, but yeah. I feel like somebody, somebody told, told me. That. You, that. you know what I we think should do next time you're home. You know what stories. we should do? We should all get together, like Kate, Break your cousin, Alyssa <laughs> should come, and then oh whoever else, whoever else, and we should like put those. Remember that time when we were like ghost hunting, and we would like wear, you know, the flashlight. Yes, we should do that oh because I'm pretty sure it's abandoned. So I don't think anyone's gonna come out and yell at us or call the cops on us or anything. We should just. <laughs> Why not? Do it. Yeah. Yeah. Alyssa, what Sonia's referring to is we <laughs> <laughs> we decided one day that we were going to have our own show. Mind you, we were in so our 30s like, at this time, so we were no longer no, even we were, our, wait, we were, were we? Yeah, we no, were. No, we were in our 20s. It was no, right we when you 20s. moved. It was right when you moved to California. No, I hadn't moved yet. I was still working at um Fabu. Yeah. I hadn't moved mm-hmm. yet. Right because before. Rihanna was with us. Rihanna oh, was with Rihanna us. Rihanna was with us. Yes. Yes. So I, it, we were definitely in our 20s, so it's yeah. a little better. But we decided – so there's a ghost hunting show. It's called TAPS, T-A-P-S. Mm-hmm. I don't remember mm-hmm. what it stands for. But we decided that we were going to have our own show called CAPS, C-A-P-S, <laughs> and it stands for Chicks – analyzing paranormal shit (laughs) and we're gonna have our own ghost hunting show and so I went to Best Buy and I bought this little camera it didn't have night vision 
why would you need night vision when you're looking for ghosts? It's just, it was a camera, whatever. No need. It was all I could afford. And then we all bought these like headbands that had these lights on them. Mm-hmm. And we get in our car and we're like, just driving. Like, basically, we it was at the time we had MapQuest. Mm-hmm. And so you had to print out directions. And so oh, we yeah. looked up all these different ghost stories and where to find the ghosts and where to go. And mm-hmm. so we had the story with like the MapQuest directions. Mind you, I had just bought a standard car. <laughs> I didn't really know how to drive it. And so we kept stalling out the entire time oh as we were trying to find oh, both. We drove all over the place, all through Portland, all through Cobunkport. We find this one. We're looking for this one um, ghost, ghost on a marsh in Scarborough, on like over by Scarborough. like Higgins Beach. It's like on your way to Higgins Beach. <laughs> Yeah. And so we get out, we're following the directions, the best to our ability in the dark. And we're thinking we like figured it out. We go and we're like, we're like, okay, I think the water's over here somewhere. All of a sudden, like these flashlights are hitting on us. This guy's coming out. This woman's coming out yelling at us. We're like, what is going? She's like, I'm calling the cops. I'm calling the cops. And we're all like, what? And we look suspicious as fuck. Like we're sitting here with like <laughs> headlights on. We feel all... suspicious. We thought we were just no, ghost hunting. We were, so we were yeah, ghosts. Totally fine. And we were like all dressed in black and we're <laughs> oh just like God. so sketchy, right? And so um, this guy's coming out and he's like, what are you doing here? And the wife's like, it's them. It's them. I'm calling the cops. And we're like, it's who? We're like, we were like, who's here? Like we were so <laughs> oh confused. Oh my God. Well, apparently, apparently somebody, like, first of all, we somebody were nowhere was... near the water. Yeah, no, um, we weren't we near the we marsh we at thought, all. We thought the water was on the yeah. other side of this fence well Mm -hmm. what was on the other side of the fence was somebody's garden Mm -hmm. and apparently somebody or something had been stealing their crops and like Mm -hmm. stealing their veggies Mm -hmm. so and their garden tools and their garden oh yeah and their garden back she wanted that rake back (laughs) this bitch thought that this car full of 20 something girls Mm -hmm. was stealing all her gardening shit now i'm sorry but Mm -hmm. what like 21 22 year old girl it is has any interest right. in stealing gardening tools. No. Like, mm-hmm. that's just not – okay, right. But to her defense, why are we there? It's suspicious right. as fuck. It mm-hmm. is weird. So then she – so he the, – the father, like, um, the, the husband, tells her to go off in the house. And he's like, just go fuck off. You're not helping. Because yeah. he kind of got a sense that, like, it didn't that make sense. That we were sense. just he's like, girls, just seem, like, being yeah. girls. Well, luckily, basically. we had all these printouts of what we were doing. Um, and so we were like, I promise we're just ghost hunting. And we showed him all the stuff. And he was just, like, looking through it. And he's like, okay, well, you're nowhere near where this is telling you that you are. Oh. He's like, if you're looking for the water, you need to go that way. And then he ended up being so cool. He started telling us about mm-hmm. other ghost stories and where to go mm-hmm. and like told us where to go, whatever. I think that night, so we like went on our way. And then I think like two miles later, we got pulled over by a cop. Oh, and no. so then the cop pulls us over and we have like all our headgear we on. We're going too black. slow when Jessica was driving a standard for the first and time. I oh, so my probably, God. Like, out. So then we show the cop our like our stuff. Yeah. So basically, we caught no ghosts. Uh, we looked suspicious as fuck, but we had a lot of fun. And That's we need awesome. to go back to the honey house now because we can put those flashlights yeah. to use. I think I have one. I have it in yeah. like my office coat <laughs> somewhere. Awesome. Well, I know we went off topic a little bit, but I'd love to hear I'd love to hear a little bit more about Oscar's personality. His photos are so adorable. He's just this little roly-poly chunk yeah. and I just want to squeeze him so bad. Oh he has the God. cutest dimple. <laughs> Thank you. Like, of course he's going to be a gorgeous baby Aww. like you and your husband, like Thank obviously. Um, so like I would just love to hear about his little personality and some of the fun little like things that he does and what's like your favorite thing about being a geriatric mama. All right. So Oscar, honestly, since the beginning, he has been a very happy baby. And 
I feel very lucky. Um, I mean, I saw him smiling when he was in the NICU. I know it wasn't because he was smiling at me. His eyes were closed, but maybe he was dreaming about me. I don't know. But he is just a really happy, chill, like happy baby. Like he just, he loves, he loves to smile. He is very easygoing and does whatever he wants, you know, like he just is sweet. And um, I love I love the fact that I know I, I wish I had more time with him. I know because I'm like 40 now, but like, I wish I, I would have had him a little while ago, but honestly, like, I don't think I was like really ready to have him. Um, like with like being married, having my job and like, honestly, I feel like the most mature that I've ever felt and being like this age, I feel like really like ready to do all the things with him and just teach him as much as I know and really be present with him. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank he's you. just like the cutest. We'll have to like, with your permission, of course, like, share yeah, some definitely. Little, little ladies of him, Casey. Of she's course. So yeah. Um, so for our, the listeners out there that are in the thick of their journeys to trying to become mamas and maybe the, you know, they were told no, mm-hmm. they were told their odds are really low or they've been really trying for a while and just nothing's happening. What are some words of wisdom that you can share with them? Well, I really think that when I wasn't so like, I got to get pregnant um, and like being like stressed about like not getting pregnant. I think that's really what made it work for us because we weren't thinking about it. We were told that it wasn't going to happen, but we were still Mm -hmm trying to make it happen, you know, Mm -hmm. and we're like, well, if it happens, it does. And I really think that if you're just not like, so focused on like having to do it, like, if you just like, Mm -hmm. try, it's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. If it's meant Mm -hmm. to be, you know, right? Yeah, exactly. No, and that's great advice. And I I, and honestly, that's kind of similar with what happened to us. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm the dark cloud that was hanging over us is how are we going to pay for the next round of IVF? How are we going to pay for these fertility treatments? Mm -hmm. This Mm -hmm. failed. Well, this is expensive. Do we have the money to do this again? Can we afford to take out another loan? Mm -hmm. And then the second that that burden was lifted off of our shoulders because we had insurance coverage Mm -hmm. handled, it was like a weight was lifted and mm-hmm. then we got pregnant mm-hmm. naturally. Yeah. So oh my like God. stress, yeah. stress is huge. Like it people, is. And it's hard because like you're stressing about wanting to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. How do you not stress about that? Right. And then you're right. told to not stress. And it's like, yeah. but I am stressed because I'm getting right. old. I don't, yeah. I don't know if I'm ever going to be a mom, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's just such a heart breaking like feeling, right. you know, yeah. that that might be your story right. if, if, mm-hmm. and if that's really what you want, mm-hmm. you know, and to have it not happen. So it's, yeah, I think the stress factor and, and especially right when you're just like, well, it is what it is. We're just gonna, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. let Jesus take the wheel on this one right. and see what happens. Right. And Definitely. that's when it happens. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story today. This has been amazing. It's been so fun catching up and reminiscing and, um, and we'll definitely have to you know, touch base again once we're in Maine and get get the littles all together. It'll be so Definitely. fun. Thank you for listening. Be sure to tune in next week. Follow, subscribe, rate, and review. Tell a friend. We need your support. All of your support, all the support we can get. Please. <laughs> yes, you can um, find us anywhere that you get your podcast because we're now officially live everywhere. everywhere. Amazon everywhere. finally accepted us. They finally gave finally. us the green light. So, yeah. Finally. <laughs> so, anywhere, yes, anywhere you listen to your podcast, 
you can find us. Awesome. For more info, you can check out our website, www.geriatricmamas.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at geriatric underscore mamas, on Twitter at geriatric mamas, and follow our group page on Facebook, Geriatric Mamas, as well as our actual official Facebook page, Geriatric Mamas. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> if you have a topic idea, if you have a topic idea you'd like us to discuss, are interested in being a guest, or simply have a funny geriatric story to tell, you can submit your inquiry by going to our website and clicking on "Be Our Guest." We can't wait to hear from you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye bye. Bye.